This is the Encounter Community Church podcast, where we will take one or two nuggets from Sunday's message and look at how we can take, utilize, and apply it to our lives. Welcome to the Encounter Community Church podcast. Again, my name is Ken Bauer Jr. I'm the pastor here at Encounter Community Church. And first of all, I just, again, want to say thank you so much for being with me this morning, afternoon, or evening, (laughs) depending upon when it is that you are listening to this podcast. One of the things that I like to do is just kind of, I guess, give you updates each week on things that are happening either in my life or things that I see happening in the community or just those kind of things. And so I guess this week I'm talking about my life. (laughs) But I just wanted to ask you guys just to continue to be praying for our family. Uh, For many of you who have been listening for a while, you know that not too long ago uh, we lost our beloved Sugar. Uh, She was an incredible, incredible, incredible dog. And there will never, ever, 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 ever be another dog like Sugar. She was just pretty flat out amazing. But my family has reached a point where we are starting to look once again. And tomorrow, we are meeting a dog named Atlas. That's right, Atlas. And Atlas lives up to his name. He is a... 28-pound chihuahua. No, 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 just joking. (laughs) Atlas is a 98-pound pit bull. I know, I know, right? That's huge. But from what we've seen, we had a chance to meet him virtually today. We're actually going to meet him physically tomorrow. He seems like a sweetheart. Um, Well, maybe I won't advertise that part too much because if you decide to break into my house, he will eat your face off. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we are excited about starting to go through this process of meeting dogs once again. My family's more excited than I am. I'll be honest. Um, I, I don't know if I've shared this with you guys, that I am someone who struggles with a fear of dogs. I had a bad experience when I was a kid. And some people might ask, well, what was your bad experience? And to Quote the infamous line from Italian Job, I had a bad experience. (laughs) But it was just one of those things that kind of traumatized me um, as a kid. I had someone, okay, 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 fine. I had someone tease me with the dog, and they wrestled me down and put the dog in my face. The dog was freaking out. I was freaking out. It just just did not go very well. So since then, I've been skitter dogs. And... Just to tell you how scared, and I, I guess I'm outing myself here, but, <laughs> you know, we, years ago, one of the very first dogs that my wife and I had as a married couple was a dog named Bennett. And Bennett was a stray that kind of showed up on our doorstep, and, you know, we tried to find his home, but it, it just didn't work out, so we ended up taking him in. And our, our very first night, with Bennett, and, and I'll tell you, Bennett was a mixture of a corgi chihuahua mix. Couldn't have been any more than 20, 30 pounds, and maybe less than that uh, because he was a stray when we got him. But our very first night, we have him in our, in our house, and all of a sudden, in the middle of the night, he starts growling. You know, he starts doing his growling thing. And, and I, I, I move over, and, and I move over. 
and I move over. And finally, my wife says, honey, scoot over. You're crowding me. And I whisper to my wife, I'm afraid that the dog is going to get to me. <laughs> I kid you not. I, that, I did. I did do that. Um, so I'm still a man. I still have my man card, you know, just to let you know, <laughs> in case you're wondering. But I've always had this struggle, you know, with dogs. Sugar helped with that tremendously, with tremendously. But I'm more apprehensive, and I think it's because of my fears. But I'm moving forward with the family anyway, and so tomorrow we're going to go meet Atlas, and we'll see. We'll see how it, how it works out. But if you could just be praying for us and for wisdom, because there are a lot of qualities that we're looking for in a dog, qualities much like sugar. Uh, but there's also some things that are important for our house and just the way it interacts with us, interacts with kids, because we have kids in and out of our house all the time. So we need to make sure that it's a safe place uh, for them to be able to, to be and everything. So, you know, the kind of dog we choose makes a, makes a big difference. So, so we'll see. But just be praying for us and for our choices and how we deal with that. But, you know, again... With dogs, sometimes you still never know what it is that you're walking into. And I guess it can be that way with people, too, <laughs> right? Sometimes with people, you never know exactly what it is that you are walking into. We're in the middle of a series at Encounter called The New Normal. And really what we're looking at for this series is how do we adjust to this new life? Because with COVID-19, Life now, moving forward, will never be the same. With some of the challenges for racial equality, life now, moving forward, will never be the same. So I, I hit some things last week. Oh, and, and before I, I, I move too much further, I wanted to take a moment to say something. I, I wanted to apologize. In last week's podcast, um, I acknowledged a statue that I didn't know the name of, but I actually put it in the description. I got the location wrong on that. Um, I, I shared some quotes. And I realized, like, if I'm, if I'm going to do this thing, I need to do this thing right. And so I should have had all the information available. I should have researched. I, in the research, I should have been more than just quoting an article that I came across, but to actually say the name of the article, you know, those kind of things. So I make a commitment that from this point forward, I will try to do better. And if it bothered you last week, I understand and I apologize for that. No, I did not receive a note. <laughs> no, I, did, I didn't have anyone say anything to me. Uh, but this was, I, I listened to the podcast because I like to go back and just listen to see how I did and if there's things I can improve and do better. And, and that was the one thing that stood out to me. Like, Ken, if you're going to quote things or acknowledge things or talk about things, then you need to do a better job of, of being able to represent it. And so I will. Uh, but this week, I ain't talking about nothing. <laughs> Just to keep it safe. No, but seriously, I, I do want to be more careful, you know, with that. So, as I said before, I, I apologize for last week, and, and it, will be better, it will be better moving forward. But, you know, with that in mind, I just wanted to just remind you, I, I guess, of what we talked about last Sunday, because, you know, over the last few weeks, I've seen a lot of differences. Masks, not wearing masks. And people have some very strong feelings about that. Black Lives Matter, 
all lives matter. And some people have some very strong feelings about that. How quickly things should open back up, how slowly things should open back up, and with the, I guess, the rise in the number of COVID-19 situations or cases, do we even consider taking a step back? Wow, I mean, there's a lot of opinions about that and people feel pretty strongly about that as well. No doubts over the last week or so, if you go back, if you look at some of these things, you will see that people have some very, very strong feelings. And as I was looking at that, it, it began to just hit me. Like, how do we navigate these differences? How, how do we manage them in, in such a way that we walk away brothers or brother and sister or with some level of, of unity that we can walk away saying, hey, I, I disagree with you but I still respect you, right? Because you can disagree with someone without being disagreeable. Am I right? You can disagree with someone without being disagreeable. And, and what I mean by that is as you look at the latter, you look at our attitude, you look at our, the way that we interact, we look, you look at our tone, you, I mean, you go through the litany of things and then you begin to realize like, wow, I, I really do need to be careful about what I say and how I say it so that it will be communicated in such a way to where it draws us together as opposed to pushing us further apart. So how do we do that? You know, it says in Proverbs chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, it says, haughtiness goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor. That's a powerful passage. Humility precedes honor. And I think it's so important. I, I think sometimes we want to be respected, but when that demand for respect is accompanied by a lack of humility, you actually lose that respect. And it goes on to say, spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. Spouting off before listening to the facts is both shameful and foolish. And I think sometimes it's very easy to spout, <laughs> especially when the spouting is connected to a keyboard or swiping or some kind of QWERTY technique that you use to be able to voice your opinion on Twitter Facebook, maybe on Instagram, not on TikTok though. TikTok, people will kick you off if you express your opinion there. TikTok is for fun. Facebook is for fighting. <laughs> but as we look at this, how do we make sure that we are communicating in a way to where it does reflect intelligence, but it also is now connected with Am I practicing humility? And am I making sure that I'm, I'm really listening very well? And then it says this, and I, I love this last part of the verse. It says, the human spirit can endure a sick body, but who can bear a crushed spirit? So if I win the argument, 
but I crush your spirit in the process? Have I really won? If, if I undermine your identity in the process, have I really won? If I make you feel stupid in the process, have I really won? Yeah, I may have won the point, but really I've lost a war. Because the goal of differing ideas is communication. And yeah, you may have, I may have won the argument, but boy, has it really changed your heart when you walk away and that's what you feel. So those are things I think that we, we need to think about. Because we would agree, right? Wouldn't you agree that tone, the words that you use, like communication is, is it's composed of so many different elements. And we must make sure that we use them wisely because if we don't, then we crush the human spirit. And is it really worth it? Is it really worth it? I wonder. I remember I used to do a campus ministry at El Camino College. And there was one of the students who, who came over to me and he said to me, hey, um, I was in a conversation and the gospel was rejected. And I said, really? He goes, he goes yeah, the, I shared the good news of Jesus and it was rejected. And I said, well, tell me about the conversation. And this guy began to talk about the conversation and as he talked and as he talked and as he talked, I felt the steam rising between my ears. And by the end of the conversation, I, I said to him, is it possible that the problem is not that they rejected Jesus, but they rejected you because you sound like a jerk. <laughs> I, I know, I did. Talk about crushing the human spirit. I did not handle that very well. I was so livid because I felt like, gosh, if this is the way this guy represented Jesus to these girls, barring a miracle, there's no way they are coming to Jesus. No way. No way. So again, if I prove my point, but crush your spirit, have I really gained anything? Have I really moved anything forward? So how do we, again, be able to communicate our differences without necessarily destroying the heart, the mind, and the passion of someone else? So I just wanted to emphasize a couple of things that I hit on Sunday, and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up. But one of the things that I hit on Sunday, there is this encounter that Jesus has with this woman. And in that encounter, he, he talks with someone who is a polar opposite of who he is, and how he manages it is phenomenal. And it's great. If I, I want to encourage you, if you haven't had a chance to, if you go to Facebook or YouTube, you can watch a replay of the message on Sunday and hear what it is that I talked about more in detail. But I, I just wanted to hit a couple of the 
highlights. And, and so one of the things that, that Jesus does that I, I love is there's this woman, she goes out to a well and she goes to draw water and he asks her for a drink. And so first of all, she's shocked that he would talk to her because A, he was a woman, she was a woman, B, she was of a different culture and they were polar opposites in that way. And also she was a woman that didn't have the best of reputations. So she was shocked that Jesus would talk to her, but he did. But here's the thing that's really interesting that he does is he says to her, is he offers us what he calls living water, living water. Now, here's one of the things that I love that Jesus does is to this woman who went to this well to draw water, what it does is it's a metaphor that she can now connect with, that she can relate to, especially this idea of being thirsty. Like if I have this thirst and I drink water, it will satisfy that. So if you're offering me living water, that means you're offering me something where I will never be thirsty again. Now, here's the beauty of this is if you go through the scriptures, you will see that when Jesus was talking to uh, farmers, he would use examples like seeds or wheat or weeds. He would use examples that they could connect with. So again, what, what he does is he makes it a point in his conversations to adjust them according to his audience. Let me say that again. He makes the point in his conversation to adjust them according to his audience. Again, he's aware, he's aware of what his audience will relate to. And so I want to encourage us with this is, is sometimes what we do is we get so caught up in making our point that really we can care less about our audience until they agree with us. So we don't necessarily look for words. And if we do, we're looking for words that will win this person to our mindset or win this person to our thought process. And I get it. I, I get that that's the idea of debate. That's the idea of going back and forth. That's the idea of leading people forward. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But sometimes in our effort to do so, and if we're not considering them, if we're not considering their perspective, if we're not considering their viewpoint, if we're not considering their background, and if we're not utilizing language that they can relate to or that they can connect with, then what will happen is we will miss the boat. And here's the other thing too, that there's this one point where it becomes clear that Jesus is talking about this living water and this woman gets it. And so she says, sir, offer me this living water. And Jesus says in John chapter four, verses 16 and 18, well, go get your husband. Jesus told her, I don't have a husband. The woman replied, and Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband for you have had five husbands and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Now, when we hear that, we think, oh, snap, <laughs> like, ooh, ouch. Jesus, you called her out. But when you go through and you look at their conversation, you can see that she didn't take offense to it. And I don't know. I mean, at this point, it would be me reading into it. I don't know why she didn't take offense to it, but she didn't. Maybe it was the nonverbal communication that Jesus used. Maybe there was something in his eyes that were compassionate that showed that he cared about her. Maybe there was something in his tone, because tone does make a difference. There's a story of a man who walked into his house, 
And he said to his wife, because his wife was, he said to his wife, hey, honey, what's for dinner? And she said, oh, I, I, could, I tried something new. And so he walked in the kitchen and he said, what's this? Or he walked into the kitchen and he said, what's this? Or he walked into the kitchen and he said, wow, what's this? Now, I've just said the same thing several different ways. But didn't I communicate something totally different in my tone? Completely different in my tone? Tone is powerful. It is. It's really, really powerful. This is also one of the reasons why I do want to encourage you to be very careful about what you post on Facebook, what you post on Twitter, especially if it's an argument for a point. Because here's the thing that people can't read, and that's your tone. So be very careful about what you post. Maybe you have to weigh out your words twice as much, maybe four times as much, to convey what it is that you're trying to communicate, or maybe even consider not communicating it at all. But maybe looking for opportunities where you can engage someone in face-to-face -face conversation because then they can see your tone. They can see your nonverbal communication. They can see your tone. They can, well, at least they can hear your tone. But it does. Tone makes all the difference in the world. And this is something that I've had to work on because that's one of the things that I can struggle with is my tone. And in my mind, it sounds like I am dropping a feather. And to the person that I'm talking to, I have slapped them in the face <laughs> because my tone was so abrasive, and I didn't realize it. And here's one of the things I want to encourage you to do, is maybe your tone, you don't realize what your tone sounds like. The best way to be able to monitor if your tone is not what you'd like for it to be, not what you intended for it to be, is look at the response that you get. Look at the response. How do they respond back to you? If, if they respond back in a way that outweighs what it was that you said, maybe there's a possibility that you used the wrong tone. And, and maybe even ask that, like, hey, did I just come out harsh? And, and if so, please forgive me, because that wasn't my intent. Here's what I really wanted to say. Here's how I really wanted to share. And then you share it that way. And you share it that way. Tone really does. It makes all the difference in the world. And then the other thing that I, I wanted to, to share is this, and I really didn't get into that on Sunday, but as I was thinking about this and what I wanted to share for the podcast, that was one of the things that came to mind, is we need to be aware of our tone and how we communicate, and also to be aware that when we communicate on Facebook and we're arguing back and forth with someone, then what happens is there is no concept of tone. And, and sometimes things could escalate in a way that was not intended just because someone could not read your tone and they read it with their own tone in mind. They read it with their own voice in mind, their own narrative in mind. And the thing about narrative is you don't know someone's story. You don't know their experience. You don't know what they've been dealing with. Therefore, you can't measure the response. Just be aware of tone. And, and I want to go back to that example when Jesus says, go and get your husband. You know what, what Jesus was doing? 
is I believe that Jesus was identifying her thirst. Because what she kept doing is she was going to this water, this living water. She was going to this well to satisfy her thirst. Jesus offers her living water. And then what Jesus does is he identifies like, you know what you've done? You went to man one and he didn't satisfy your thirst. So you went to man two. Then you went to man three and man four and man five. And now you're with man six. And it doesn't seem to be working there either. He identifies her need. Here's what I want to encourage you to do. Is if you really want to be able to connect with someone where even at the end of it, you may agree to disagree on the best direction to be able to take. However, you can still walk away arm in arm, hand in hand. You can still walk away in such a way to where the person feels like, you know what, I, I didn't agree with Ken, but boy, do I feel like I was respected. And boy, do I feel like I was heard. And what I want to encourage you to do is I want to encourage you to begin to listen more deeply, to listen under the argument, and maybe even begin to ask questions to find out what the need is, rather than immediately respond back point by point by point. It's just to begin to ask questions like, well, why is it that you feel that way? What is it that you feel like this can achieve? Begin to dig in with questions. Because many times what happens is we argue point versus point. The person who we are arguing with begins to feel like they aren't heard. Their needs aren't heard. So I think it's important for us to really begin to listen for what's under the point being made. Because if we can do that and then begin to understand their need, then we can begin to talk about things back and forth on the basis of that need. And who knows, we may even make adjustments because I don't agree with you, but based on that need. Maybe I don't feel like we should wear masks. But then I find out that, hey, man, you are suffering from high blood pressure. And you're worried if you get COVID-19 that you could pass away. Man, you have a heart condition. Oh, I'll wear a mask around you to protect you. You're, you're being required to have people wear masks and practice social distancing in order to have your business open. And that mind not wearing a mask could put your business at risk, thus put your livelihood at risk, thus put you out of business, causing you to lose your home. I mean, the ramifications are incredible. So what do I do? Out of respect, I wear the mask. I wear the mask. It's just a matter of learning to step into the life of someone else. Step into the life of a person who comes from a perspective of Black Lives Matter. Sit down with someone who has experienced racism. Sit down with someone who has a fear that when they get pulled over, 
they could die. Like they literally feel, feel like I, I could die if this goes south. Or maybe they have that fear that their son could die if he gets pulled over and that goes south. Maybe, maybe listen to that. And also maybe listen to the person who comes from the perspective of all lives matter. Maybe listen to that too. Because maybe what you'll find is they're not, it's possible, maybe they're not coming from a racially biased perspective. At least that's not their intent. But also you may begin to find out that this person has gone through a circumstance where they felt like they were not valued. And so they feel like by putting an emphasis on one life over another, then what happens is you begin to minimize me. Learn from their experience, learn from their background. And then maybe what you could do is now that you have two people that have shared their backgrounds and you begin to understand, wow, now I understand why you need racial equality. And wow, now I understand why you need to make sure that all lives matter. I, I, I get it. And now, how do we move forward in such a way to where you still feel like your life is valued, but I feel like I'm getting racial equality? It's a matter of learning how to be able to step in and dig a little deeper into conversations. I also want to encourage you with this, because here's the thing that's really interesting. I want to encourage you to go back and read John chapter 4. What you'll notice is whenever Jesus makes a point, she comes with the counterpoint. He makes a point, she comes with the counterpoint. He makes a point, she comes with the counterpoint. And what Jesus does is Jesus doesn't get offended. I think we need to also be, be aware of making sure we're not so easily offended by the things that people say so that we can show them love and mercy and compassion as we hear them out, to not be so easily offended by the things that people say. Because maybe they say something that hurt you, but they, didn't really, didn't, they, they really didn't intend to. And you could even be able to communicate like, wow, you know what, I want you to know that that hurt. That really hurt. And you could do that. There's a way that you can communicate your hurt without being offended. Because here's what happens is one person gets offended and then the other person gets offended that you're offended. And so now we're not really arguing the point, right? What we're arguing about is attitude and how you're offended. I didn't mean to offend you, but now you're offended. Now I'm offended that you're offended. Now we're all offended. Now wouldn't you like to be offended too, <laughs> right? So what if we take a step back and really begin to just listen to one another without wearing our emotions on our sleeve and really consider what it is that we're trying to say to each other. How much would that change things? How much would that change things? I think that it could. I think that it could. So again, let's make it a point to not be easily offended, to make sure we're speaking to one another's need, to be aware of our tone, and let's make a commitment in our conversations to be a voice of healing, a voice of 
we know all. Christians, specifically I want to say to you, it's very important that you get this. Because over the last month or so, we have been horrible examples of this. We really have. And it's time for that to change. I know there may be some of you who I'm, I'm speaking to the choir here because you think, well, Ken, I, I, I haven't been horrible. I've been, I've been, great. <laughs> Continue to do that. And I want to encourage you with this. If you are someone who has been offended by the way other Christians have conducted themselves, let's make it a point to make sure that those are not the loudest Christian voices that are heard. That those are not the only Christian voices that are heard. Make sure that you're making it a point to invest in others so that they hear the voice of a Christian who's normal. <laughs> that they hear the voice of a Christian who's not argumentative. That they hear the voice of a Christian who really conducts themselves with honor and respect towards you so that the love of Christ shines through us. Let's make sure that we do that. Well, again, I want to take this moment to say thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. I hope that today really has been an encouragement to you with some of the things that we've talked about. Uh, communication, it can be a pickle. It, it can really be tough, but also it can be beautiful. It can be phenomenally beautiful when you can see two people who are polar opposites come together, communicate, and walk away hand in hand, even if they disagree. That is beautiful. So let's make a commitment to do that. Let's be beautiful. Well, I hope that this again has been an encouragement to you. Again, just a quick reminder that Encounter is about three things. Love up, being madly and passionately in love with God, loving out, make it an point to love our fellow man. And really, with all that we've talked about today, you know what it really shows? When I love you, when I respect you, when I honor you, when I'm working to watch my tone, you know what it really shows? It shows that I love God. And in loving God, it shows that I love you. So love God, love others, and love yourself. You know, when you are learning how to communicate effectively, you're learning to love yourself. When you're learning how to not be so easily offended, you're learning to love yourself. When you are learning how to see yourself and your, yourself the way that God sees you, and that way you walk with a stellar amount of confidence because you know that you're loved. You're loving yourself. Well, take care. God bless you. Thank you once again. And make sure you're here next week as we wrap up the new normal by talking about what have we learned through COVID-19 and through these racial challenges that we want to make sure that we carry forward into the future so that we don't repeat the same mistakes again. What did we learn? So make sure you tune in either to our our Facebook or YouTube when we post the message there, come to the service, check out the podcast next week, check out the vlog next week because we'll be hitting all those things. Well, take care. God bless you. And we'll see you once again. 
next week. Thank you for taking a moment to listen to the Encounter Community Church podcast. If you're looking for a way to get more connected to our church, head over to our website at encountercommunity.church. You can see the times of our services as well as the events that are happening at our church. And you can feel free to come out and join us. Also, if you'd like to make a donation uh, to our church, allowing us to continue to make a difference in our community, then you can head over to the page that says online giving and you can follow the link from there. Well, take care. God bless you. And we're looking forward to seeing you once again next week.